are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Wednesday, Tucson, and thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. Going to be in the solo chair today, but you know what? Got a lot to get to. First and foremost, we're going to talk about a player on the U of A basketball team that I think could be a linchpin to a really good season. And then we're going to talk about an Arizona player in the NBA who's really making a name for himself, and where exactly does he stand in the hierarchy of U of A defensive players. But let's kind of get you to update on everything that's going on. Right now, Arizona's struck out on some of their transfer options that they were looking at, some of the recruits. I don't think that that's really, you know, a a huge surprise to anyone. So you look at the roster right now that Arizona's got, and you look on the perimeter, and you're probably going to be running Kerr Creesa at the point, okay? Kind of unproven. Nobody really knows exactly what he can do, but odds are he should be good enough. Then you've got a guy like Pell Larson, Utah kid, averaged nine a game, led the conference in scoring or in uh, three point shooting. Should be good there. Everybody knows what kind of talent Ben Matherin is. Ben Matherin's a guy that uh, should play in the NBA. Enough said there. The one guy, though, that doesn't really get talked about that was higher rated than all of these guys coming out was Dalen Terry. Now you look at Terry last year and you kind of think to yourself, okay, he's raw. He looks like he's got some talent, but what can he really do? Well, I'm going to tell you Dalen Terry to me has as high upside as anybody on this roster. Now he started out his career at Corona del Sol and he was good. I mean, he, he stuck out. He was the kid with the really long arms, played good defense. You kind of wondered, though, how far can this kid really take it? And then, you know what? He gave you an answer, and he gave you an answer in spades because he went, and he went from being that kid that you looked at and you thought are kind of a fringe-type guy to someone who is a top 35, top 40 recruit. And physically... And from a skill-wise perspective, he checks off all the boxes. He's got a basketball build. He's got an understanding of the game. He's a good ball handler. His shot, while needs work, is not broken by any means. So he's a guy that certainly has some potential in that realm. It was a weird season for him last year, kind of in and out of the lineup. You never really knew what to expect from him. But I think this year on this Arizona team, where you're going to have a coach that I think is going to run more of a free-flowing type offense. Now, the one thing about Sean Miller, and he had a lot of really good qualities, but the one thing about Sean Miller is that the offense was incredibly regimented. It was very much of a point A to point B type situation where you're not going to allow for a lot of creativity from your players. That's just kind of the way it was. Now, Tommy Lloyd is going to have a different type offense where he is going to let guys who can handle the ball, not over dribble, but the ball is going to be swung very quickly and he's going to put guys in situations that to be a little bit more creative. Not necessarily Lute Olsen in that regard, but these guys, as long as they keep their dribbles to a limited amount, 
you're going to see a more free-flowing offense and I think guys that have a little bit more creativity at their disposal, which factors right into what Daylon Terry can do because he is one of the more spontaneous players on this roster. He's a guy that just needs to be let go. And you look at it, he's going to have that opportunity this year because we just talked about Kerr. We just talked about Pell Larson. We just talked about Benedict Matherin. Those are three guys on the perimeter that I would imagine are going to average 25, 28 minutes a game. In certain cases, maybe more. If Ben makes that leap that I think a lot of people think that he can, you're looking at a guy that's probably going to play even more than that. So you got three spots right there. Then where does Dalen Terry fit in? Well, if you got three perimeter players that are playing about 30 minutes a game, well, my math, my math serves me right. You got about 30 minutes to play with. Ideally, you want Dale and Terry to be that guy that's going to be able to fit in there and be that person. Because if he can fit in there, if he can be that guy, you have four guys, you have a, a perimeter of four deep where you've got guys that are all able to play and are kind of interchangeable. And Terry's a little bit different than all of the other guys because he's kind of that jack-of-all-trades. And if he's able to put on a significant amount of muscle, you could also see Arizona at times where they go small because of Jalen Terry's length, because of his athleticism. Maybe he plays the four at times. He could be that type of guy, and I think that's what you're looking for if you're Tommy Lloyd in this. So a lot of people are looking at this roster and rightfully saying, all right, well, I need Benedict Matherin to make that jump. I need a Julis to be able to become a consistent all-conference caliber performer. I need Kerr to be able to do this. I need a lot of different aspects to be able to come into play right here. And that so far is kind of what you're looking at from Dalen Terry's perspective. Everybody needs Dalen Terry to be able to make that next move. Dalen Terry has, and I'll stand by this, as high a upside as anybody on the team. So if he comes back next year, and he averages kind of your, you know, your eight points, your four rebounds, your four assists. That's all you're looking for. And I think he can do that because if you do that, you already know what you got from Matherin. You got an idea from Larson. Kerr's obviously a, a wild card. But if Dalen Terry can stabilize that, Dalen Terry's going to give this team a much bigger margin for error than a lot of people I think previously thought. Factor in that he's not going to play the point. People need to get this out of their mind that he can be the backup point guard. He's not going to be the backup point guard. I would assume that'll be a transfer. I would assume that'll be Larson, whatever the case may be. Because Dalen Terry is the epitome that he can lead a secondary break. But if Dalen Terry is the guy that's bringing the ball up the court for you against good teams, he's probably going to get in trouble. He's probably going to have some issues in play right there. And so that's what you're looking at from a U of A perspective when it does come to Dalen Terry. And up front, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but you got a Julius Tabellis and you got two bigs in Coloco and Balo who who knows exactly what you're going to get from any of those players. But they're guys, though, that I think can at least contribute. But on the perimeter, though, it's those four guys, and you need Dalen Terry to be able to make that move. And you know what? Dalen Terry has been bulking up. And if Dalen Terry's smart, Dalen Terry's going to be using some Built Bars to build up, bulk up in that situation because Built Bar tastes good. Built Bar is able to put some meat on the bones. And you know what? It is that lean-type protein that you're going for. So when you're leaving the gym and you're a little tired and you're thinking to yourself, 
man, I don't really want to do this. I don't really want to do that. Built Bar is what kind of brings you home. Built Bar is kind of what lets you get that extra set in there. And Built Bar is what you can look at and say, all right, I got two more sets right here. But you know what? I don't have to wash this energy down with some terrible tasting energy drink. I can consume something that tastes like candy. And who doesn't love candy? Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. This show is brought to you by Lucy, the cleaner nicotine alternative. All right. Reggie Geary is generally regarded as the best defensive player in school history. And you know what? For good reason. Reggie is one of the players that is synonymous with great defense. He could guard Brevin Knight one game, and he could guard Jalen Rose the next game. This isn't a hyperbole on my part because I actually saw him do it. He was that kind of a player. And there were a lot of reasons why he was that kind of a player. First and foremost, he was a big physical guy, but he had springs. He had athleticism. He had an underlying physicality to him that was just kind of next level. Factor in great instincts and a want to, and he was a perfect fit for that. And on that team where you had Damon Stoudemire and Khalid Reeves and you needed somebody to kind of be that junkyard dog, Reggie Geary was built for that, right? That was Reggie Geary's role right there. And Reggie was that type of a guy. If he was able to stay healthy, I think that he would have had an NBA career. We won't ever know that for sure, but he was certainly that type of a player. He was a unique guy all the way across the board. Then you look at... All right, who's number two? And I was thinking that to myself as I was watching the uh, I was watching the Denver Nuggets the other night, and that was my question. I'm like, who is the number two defensive player in school history? And then it dawned on me that unless you want to go with somebody like Lauren Woods, who I'm never going to object to because Lauren Woods was the kind of shot blocker that was just next level unique, and that I don't there's never been somebody here who could just control the interior of a game the way Lauren Woods could. I think that I was looking at him last night, and that was at Aaron Gordon. Now, for some of you that might not be NBA fans, weren't watching, whatever the case may be, six foot eight, six foot nine, Aaron Gordon was tasked with guarding Damian Lillard, one of the handful of best players in the NBA, and certainly one of the best point guards of the modern era. And Lillard struggled. Now, Lillard's going to be able to score with Aaron Gordon on him. It's going to be a lot harder for him, but great players can get to their spots. But when you watched Aaron Gordon, he had everything you really needed. When he lost a step, he was able to get back and he was able to challenge. He was able to be physical. He was able to essentially play really good one-on-one defense against one of the best one-on-one players in the entire NBA in Damian Lillard. That's what Aaron Gordon was able to do. And what makes Aaron Gordon unique is that you very rarely see guys who are six foot eight who can run and jump, but also have the lateral movement that Aaron Gordon does. And that's where Aaron Gordon absolutely excels. And you just don't see that very often. And it's a unique quality that he does possess. Now, when he was at the U of A, he could guard a one through four generally, and he could he could uh, he could split or excuse me, switch on one through fours throughout the game. You hear people all that you hear people from time to time saying, "Well, this person could guard one through five. Nobody could really guard one through five. A guy like a Kevin Garnett could probably guard a two through five, 
but he's not going to be able to guard a point guard. LeBron James, on the other hand, can probably guard a one through four, but you know what? He's not going to be able to guard your traditional center. One guy just wasn't quick enough. The other guy just wasn't big enough. Aaron Gordon in college really couldn't guard a next-level type big man, as Frank Kaminsky showed, but Aaron Gordon could guard about anybody else. And that's a unique trait that I don't know that anybody at the U of A has come through, and I don't know that that's anything that we've actually seen here. And I started thinking about the great defensive players in school history, and I think after Reggie, again, if you want to make the case for Lauren Woods, go ahead. I'm totally okay with that. I'm not going to beat you. I'm not going to beat you down or knock you for that. But if you got a guy like a uh, Aaron Gordon, that as Sean Miller always talked about, he could essentially switch almost every single position. And that's why some of those teams were so good because you had guys like a Nick Johnson like a Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, like an Aaron Gordon, who, while they weren't great offensive players, they certainly had the ability to be able to sit there and they had the ability to be able to defend. That's how good some of those guys were. But at the forefront was Aaron Gordon. I don't know that we'll see somebody quite like that again because when you watch him in the NBA, it's fun to see what he's developing into. Charles Barkley gave him a lot of kudos the other day. And he's also going to always get a little bit lost because he's just not a great offensive player. Now, he's developed for sure, but when he was at the U of A, it always felt very uncomfortable when he was at the point guard position, or excuse me, the small forward position where he'd run the ball to half court and then pass it to TJ McConnell. But as much as the offense might lack from time to time, defensively, he's going to be fine. And defensively, he is a guy that has the ability, I think, to be a next level type player in this regard. He is going to be a perfect role player, and I think that's what you're looking for if you're the Denver Nuggets. I think that's what you're looking for if when he were at the University of Arizona. And you know what? If you want to be smart about it, you're going to want to take something from betonline.ag because the Denver Nuggets are going to be in an interesting series right now, and quite frankly, this is the type of team that I think can make that next that move. I don't think they're quite there yet because they don't have quite that ability but I do think that this is going to be a team that is going to be able to cause some real problems down the road for some other teams. So keep an eye on Aaron Gordon. Keep an eye on where he actually ranks in the pantheon of Arizona players, but he's that type of guy. And again, betonline.ag, if you want to get any of these bets in, 